Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of After Dark. I am Jay, your host, and you are in for a very special treat. Now, have you ever felt something deeply stirring inside of you, something that wants to come out, something that wants to be seen or heard, something that needs to shift? It's a feeling within your energy body that tells you that you are in alignment or out of alignment. Or maybe it's quite possible that you can't even articulate what you're feeling, but you simply know that there is a deeper knowing and a space within yourself that needs to be discovered. So if you have, then this sacred conversational exploration is something that you definitely want to take a moment to sit back, relax, take a conscious breath, and listen as we share. Because when we truly listen and we allow ourselves to explore what our soul is really wanting to experience, we can let go of all that no longer serves us which allows us to operate from a place that is much more in tune with our innate divine frequencies and so this evening i have the honor of having a very special guest with us amaji is a master teacher healer on the path of ascension And she is a seer and a divine voice channel for the Ascended Masters and Archangels. She is also the creator of Violet Alchemy, Healing and Purification, and Journey Dance Guide. And she delivers divine activations and initiations for the ones who are ready to claim their divinity. As a vocal alchemist and sacred ceremonialist, she brings the wisdom, teachings, sound codes, and songs for the reclamation of empowerment through the one heart. So Amaji, thank you so much for coming on tonight to speak with us. I welcome you to After Dark and the mic is yours. Wow, thank you, Jenny. Jay, I feel so happy to be with you to be opening up a real authentic conversation. And I thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm feeling very accomplished in this now moment (laughs) after listening back to you. So I'm ready to dive in uh, and talk about things that are really important, I believe, at this time of great change. And uh, like you said, you know, the, the frequencies and, and honoring and claiming our divinity is so important right now. And that's the work that I am super passionate about. You're incredible. And I'm just really excited because especially with your work and your wisdom and the energy that runs through you and around you I know this conversation is just going to flow exactly where it needs to flow and how it needs to flow and I know that whomever needs to hear this will it will reach them so thank you again and I think the best place to start to help my audience better understand 
this pathway to ascension, what that feels like, looks like, what, what does that look like in your work? So the path of ascension is a, a lifestyle. It is a journey that one consciously chooses to step on. And when we think about the word ascension, ascension means to rise. And some people might have the context of that word through Christianity. And what does it mean to resurrect and ascend? The path of ascension that I am very committed to teaching and working with people one-on-one -on -one and in group is about, it's all about energy. It's all about frequency. Now the difference between energy and frequency is that um, energy can be vibrating in a very dense way, uh, which makes it heavy, or it can be vibrating in a very fast way where it oscillates like light. So, um, every, you know, it's all energy, but when I speak about frequency, frequency now I'm talking about highly divine concentrated light. And so the path of ascension is an alchemical journey of transformation. So when you want to grow and you want to evolve um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and to have, and physically in a sense where your radiance and your vibrancy is super high, like you're really uh, a luminous being, it's because you are aware that your energy is something that we have, um, we have the opportunity to be in control of in a sense. Uh, that's a strong word to use, control, but we can affect our energies and we realize that everything around us can affect us. So the path of ascension to me is about looking at the energy field, looking at the body of our energy field, which is our soul, and how that interfaces with our physical form. And what we're doing is we're looking at the unresolved psychology. We're looking at our emotions. Uh, we're looking at our belief systems that may be limiting. We're looking at memories and all of these things that can hold us back. They can exacerbate our fears. They can create anxiety. They can create depression. They can uh, create stagnancy within our life. And so ascension is this like journey to look at this stuff and to shift it, to change it, to transmute. When you, when you transmute an energy from a low vibration and bring it back into a positive vibration. So for example, what I mean is you wanna transmute the energy of disempowerment and you want to replace it with empowerment or you want to transmute the energy of guilt and bring a return to innocence. So in a sense, 
that is we're raising our vibration we're taking the density of heavier emotions and fears and we're returning back into a balanced state of love which is healing which creates transformation and creates change in your life that was a long-winded answer but did i get to everything <laughs> We, we, could, we could spend eternity talking about that, you know, answering that one question. Um, one thing that you you just said stuck out for me, and I would love to touch on that, is that a lot of people, while they're doing the work um, to change and transmute that baggage or karmic energy, um, you know, to cellular reprogramming. The, a lot of people, it's more common, they use the word transformation. And, and there is a difference between transformation and transmutation when working with energy. And I would love for you to elaborate a little bit more on that. Okay, so from our perspective, when you transmute an energy, you're shifting its vibrational state. And uh, like I was saying, you can take um, the energy that sits in your crown chakra, say for example. I, I, look, I look at the psychology and where it sits in the energy field and how it's related to the chakra system which are energetic centers within the energy field. So say you have an experience and uh, you made a choice and then you feel guilty about the choice that you made because maybe you believe that your choice affected someone in a negative way. And you believe that if you didn't make that choice, then maybe they wouldn't be sad you know, or maybe they wouldn't be in pain. And uh, so you carry that guilt around, but what that guilt is doing, it's that it's, it's literally hurting you. It is um, affecting you in an adverse way. So when you can take that energy of guilt and you can basically forgive yourself because forgiveness really is probably the most important thing that we can do to support the transmutation, to shift that energy of guilt and return it into a balanced state uh, so that it can return to innocence, from guilt into innocence. So the transmutation is the, um, the how can we say it? It's the, well, it's the shifting of the energy from a, from a lower nature to a higher vibration or from, if we wanna get really um, polar, you know, we can say it's polarized because in the 3D reality, we, we deal with polarized energies and we deal with duality. But the thing about ascension, ascension is all about fifth dimensional consciousness. So now we can get really deep because fifth dimensional consciousness is different than third dimensional consciousness. And as humans, we have the ability to choose whether we want to live our life in a very mundane, three-dimensional, polarized way where we are living 
through the constructs of duality, right? Duality is this or that, yes or no, up and down, win or loser, good or bad, right? That's how most people come into the world and this is what we're faced with and this is what we're taught even. But the path of ascension is about transcending that belief system, that, that construct to a higher way of operating in the world which would be leaving the mundane behind and stepping onto the path which is sacred right so the sacred path we could say oh well uh, buddha walked the path that was sacred jesus walked the path that was sacred i mean like we could talk about many enlightened beings or masters yogis and saints etc that um followed the sacred path so the sacred path is a path that consists of love, oneness, unity, peace, union, right? So that's fifth dimensional consciousness. So literally as human beings, we, we're experiencing the 3D world. We believe that we have to operate in a very three-dimensional way, but when someone steps, steps on a spiritual path, they they enter the journey of the sacred so going back to transmutation and transformation transmute transmuting the lower vibrational energies or the fear-based energies or the heavy mundane um, emotions and beliefs when we transmute it, we're basically forgiving it. So it's it's a path of forgiveness, really. And when you can learn how to forgive, um, you can transform your life. And then you can have that transformation. So transmutation is needed through the act of forgiveness to have transformation. Hope that makes sense. I love listening to you talk. <laughs> No, that was, that was beautiful. I think it's so important and I'm, I'm really grateful that you explained that in the way that you did because there are so many people doing this work and I think now more than ever that I've seen in my lifespan, thing, the, the light is, bring, is being brought to the surface. There's a level of awareness that is so much more potent than I've seen before. And of course, everything is in divine timing. Um, and it's so important that in doing the work, the limiting beliefs and the unresolved issues that we're talking about, be it generational, you know, ancestral, whether it's completely energetic because of the frequency that we're living in now, if it's past life, all of that affects the liberation and the ability for people's consciousness to evolve. And I specifically have, you know, worked with you in the past a very long time ago, and I, I believe I studied the uh, the seven flames, and I've been to many different workshops that you held and, Violet alchemy is 
incredible to me. And I know, I think this is kind of at the beginning where this started. The ability to transmute all of that, all of those dysfunctions, wherever they come from, as I said, is incredible. And I'm so, it's amazing that the system was created. And if you could maybe explain because I, I would totally butcher it, <laughs> but a little bit about violet alchemy and how you process that, ener that energy and that information um, within yourself, but also in, in working with people. How does violet alchemy operate in, in this frequency that you're in? Okay, great question. So, so let's take up the word alchemy, first of all. Alchemy is the act of transmutation. It is, uh, you know, they say, well, alchemy is when you change lead into gold. That's a specific kind of alchemy. But uh, alchemy for, for us as humans um, means that we're transmuting the, the lead, the heaviness of the egoic nature or the unresolved psychology, transmuting it and balancing it, returning it to love, uh, which allows us to vibrate energetically in a more radiant, fluid way, okay? So if you're holding on to a lot of density, you have a lot of fears, you have a lot of guilt, you have a lot of shame, you have a lot of anger, resentment, frustration, disempowerment, um, threat. Uh, all of these emotions, all of these um, then beliefs that come from those emotions or, the, or experiences of having that really can weigh somebody down. And I mean like energetically weigh you down where you're depressed, you have anxiety, you have physical pain, you... Um, cannot find that level of self-love and self-care and you just kind of go through the motions of life and you believe that life is a struggle and everything's a struggle and you blame the world and this is there's a lot of people who operate in that way right but you don't have to but the reason why we're operating in that kind of density is because there's energies that are sitting in the energetic matrix of of the field or there's um unhealed energies on a soul level that one will bring into this life that wasn't fully healed or balanced or returned to the energy of love from another time so and then depending on what you experience in your life um the first 10 years of your life, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, whatever it is, whatever you're experiencing in your life, those um, emotional energies or density can be compounded by experience after experience, you know, looping with the same kind of themes or karma that you're trying to play out. So violet alchemy is a multi-dimensional system of healing because what it does is it transmutes these energies and the way that it does it is through a very specific uh, vibrational frequency called 
the violet flame. And the violet flame is a uh, a divine light frequency that has the power to transmute an energy. It is the energy of forgiveness or allows or calls in forgiveness and ultimately it liberates you. So when you have this sense of liberation, no longer feeling the heaviness of that guilt that you might be carrying since you were 16 years old or that fear from when you were 11 years old. If you, if you can offer that up and let it go, which, and people will say, well, how do you do that, right? Well, there's different ways to, to move energies, but the thing about violet alchemy is it's very quick. It is almost instantaneous because we're working with divine intervention, divine orchestration, and working with many divine light frequencies. So you mentioned this workshop that um, I probably taught years ago, where we used the book called The Seven Sacred Flames. And The Seven Sacred Flames is a beautiful book that was written by a woman named um, La 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 Louise Aurora. Gosh, I just forgot her name. Anyway. It's a great book. <laughs> and what it is, it talks about the seven, seven specific divine light rays. And uh, these seven rays of divine light frequency have different jobs to do, different qualities. And I use them to this day. I use these flames every day. And so I've created a relationship with the archangels and with enlightened masters. And anybody can do this. It's not because I'm special. It's the only reason why um, I've become a master at it is because I've been devoted to it for over 20 years. Um, more than that, actually working with these rays and working with these flames. So violet alchemy um, allows, through that power of transmutation, allows the change of your behaviors. When you can change your behaviors and all of a sudden you can say, wow, my life was transformed because I no longer act like I did you know, six months ago, or my life has transformed within a year because within a year time, I've used the um, the violet alchemy healing uh, to help me to meet these themes, these wounding, these patterns that I've been carrying, you know? So um, violet alchemy is just an incredibly potent system and probably about 11 years ago, I developed the second part of Violet Alchemy, which is called purification. And purification is a little bit different. Violet Alchemy healing has to do with your karma. It has to do with your psychology, your belief systems, uh, your unhealed emotional energies and traumas, and um, different connections or contracts or agreements that you have with other souls other people in your life, you know? Where Violet Alchemy purification is strictly the removal of energies that are very, very low in vibration that attach into the field. And, and they attach because of fears, because of traumas, because of addictions. Um, and, and it can be just because they can attach to you because you're you're in an environment where there's a lot of heavy energies. So 
the purification work is like what I do for people that are really having a difficult time uh, because there's energies in their field that shouldn't be there. Or I will do purification work on people's homes. So because sage is wonderful to burn, but it's nothing like a purification session, which actually removes lower vibrational energies and lots of toxic, heavy energies that sit in an area or in a building or in a home or from past past residents or even dorm rooms, you know, they just carry super, super heavy energy. So that's another system of, of violet alchemy is the purification work that is um, so needed. I think every person before they buy a home should get the house purified. You know, it's, it's essential because those energies can really affect your children and can really change your whole life if you move into um, a toxic home. Yeah, you know, to the word recalibrate keeps coming to me as you're speaking because a lot of people can't necessarily articulate what it is that they're experiencing or feeling. Like they can't they can't identify the root cause, they can't identify um, where the the origin, you know, the seed point of the pattern. They can't identify what exactly it is that that energy is making them feel, but what they can identify is that it doesn't feel good or it makes them feel uncomfortable or it feels very dense and heavy, as you had put it. Um, and to be able to recalibrate your entire being and your environment, I think just like you're saying the environment that you're surrounded by all the time, it's so important that that's thought about because when we hold on to these energies that are surrounding us and then the energies that are a part of us, a part of this contract in whatever way they are, as you mentioned, even the attachments and your contracts with other people, that could ultimately lead to, you know, um, systematic responses in your body that become uh, physical. It manifests itself with within a physical dis-ease, a disease. Your body starts to hold. And the, I use the word hold because in this society, in this dimensional reality, a big part of what we're taught and how people are programmed are to hold and push down and repress any and all the things that make them uncomfortable or that don't feel um, energetically safe. And it's very difficult to find harmony. And, and I don't even say balance, because balance to me, you know, the, the definition of balance or the way I view balance is very up and down and constantly playing with the weight and the density. But the harmony, to be able to tap into that harmony, and once you do, how it impacts your life, and then how it impacts the lives of those that are in your presence because you radiate that energy. And once you can like reprogram and activate those energy you know, centers, everything comes with such more rhythmic flow and ease. And then the things that are supposed to align 
the synchronicities that are supposed to happen do they find its place and then you have like these profound insights and and with with the work you're talking about and i just wish that we were in a paradigm where this conversation this system of learning our sweet children i wish this was something that they teach our little ones once they come out of the womb it's like okay we're going to talk about ascension and how to reprogram your you know cellular makeup <laughs> how do we clear your karma today kids um, absolutely um you know and i think that one of the reasons why um there's so many more women on this planet that are awakened is because women are the child bearers we're the ones who take care of the children and our children are our future you know and um you were sharing with me before how you know and and i have the same thing too with the people that i work with there's always you know more women than there are men and um because me- women are generally not across the board by any mean but women um tend to be more in touch with their feelings because it's okay for women to have feelings where we've you know men have been in our society we um as a society as a collective have reflected to the men that it wasn't okay for them to um have their feelings i mean not so much in our generation maybe but generations before us you know so what i was going to what was i going to say i was going to say something about oh the women and childbearing years and the children yes so you know i think there's something to be said about the fact that we just you know moved into the age of aquarius and that the time you know for ascension or the birthing of a new earth the birthing of a new paradigm a new way that's what this time is all about and that's why we're having these conversations because people like you and I and many 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 others are all for change you know and um so i think it it's like important to talk about because maybe not everybody's going to do work with me right so what can we do um for ourselves to start creating a shift in our awareness or start waking up and um getting on a, a path that is more mm, self-loving right self-loving so my thought about that is that when we when we first accept the fact that we are spiritual beings and we accept that we come from spirit or or that we are of spirit and if we call that spirit sacred and divine then we must have that divinity or sacredness within us right and but it's up to us in our everyday behaviors and our activities and our choices to to reinforce that knowing to reinforce the sacredness the reverence the honoring um of life and we mentioned this in our previous conversations about the sanctity of the body you know looking at our body as a as a sacred vehicle 
you know i mean i use the terminology you know my body is my temple and i know you do too and it and that's not a cliche it's really true you know our body is our temple and if we begin to treat it as such um through birthing the deepest widest strongest self-love that we dare to i would say that is the very first step and in choosing love every day and encouraging yourself to look at life through the lens of love versus the lens of fear um choosing out of love instead of fear all of that will begin to make a difference in your life you know don't you think i do and i love that you refer to body as temple as do i but when i hear you say it it's just so beautiful because it's true and i think it's hard for people to accept that we are these spiritual beings and this body temple of ours is the sacred container it's a vessel and it's so necessary to acknowledge and to nourish the energy that lives within our space be it spirit space soul space energetic space that frequency and vibration that we're made up of and to take care of that and our body because it is our temple and going back to what we had said earlier if we don't it leads to physical emotional and psychological heaviness and i think it's really important that they ask people ask the question just like you posed the question what does it look like and how do we begin how do we begin to do this and love and fear from the beginning of time that is i urge people and i say urge and i mean it to every choice you make to 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 come from love and there are a lot of feelings about that and how that can get so mixed up because people can tend to make a choice that they think is coming from the energy center of love but it's really fear or they make a decision out of fear but it's because they love so deeply and so hard that's that's how they would think of it so it's such a delicate energy to work with and it's so necessary in order to create the space and the energetic alignment for for all of us as a collective and it starts with each person each person has to do that work and tap into that energy in order for the changes and the ripple effects to happen so what i know that part of this path for you and what you feel is very important is a path of the priestess and additionally also the path of sacred relationship but if you could speak to women and the priestesses about that path i that would be most appreciated hmm one of my favorite subjects the path of the priestess well 
it's such a, a holy and reverent and fulfilling. I mean, the path of the priestess to me is about a woman who chooses to love herself first so that she can love that much more. She has so much more love to give and she chooses to always include herself, to love herself first. And from that self-love, love of other, love of family, love of community, love of tribe, love of the earth, you know, the cosmos, everything can be birds out of that love. The path of the priestess includes alchemy, right? Because we're all exposed to many beliefs and many behaviors of dysfunction. And so the path of the priestess says that I'm a woman who's going to become self-responsible, self-aware. I'm going to walk in truth. I'm going to be responsible and I'm going to embody greater and greater energies of accountability and integrity. So it's a, it's a, it's like calling yourself out all the time, you know, and knowing that the journey, you know, is about an upward movement and every step that you take you know, it's like a step closer in that upward movement to the altar. And when you, when you operate in that way, when you can see yourself, you know, standing on an altar, you're basically saying, I choose to walk the sacred path. I am choosing to live my life as a co-creator with spirit and that I operate, I move, I dance through life, you know, choosing through love, knowing myself as love, as lover, as beloved, and that I'm not alone absolutely not alone. The path of the priestess is very much about sisterhood and brotherhood. And <clears throat> that I could speak a lot about that. Wow. Just sisterhood itself. Okay. Sisterhood and brotherhood. It's like we're leaving the paradigm behind that says women need to compete for the affections of a man, let's say, you know, or that women who can be the most beautiful because she gets to be the winner. It's, it's not about competition. It's about every woman supporting every other woman to stand and walk in their beauty and to reflect to each other our innate divine gifts. And when you walk the sisterhood path, you are consciously choosing to be a co-creator with God goddess, source, or the force of the universe, right? So, I mean, somebody was talking to somebody recently about 
God, goddess, like what did that actually mean, you know? And to me, God is not a person, but it is the, it is that force. It is, and goddess is like the, I was seeing the goddess is like the source, right? But the God is like the force. Um, all that is through which animates all of life. And, um, and then there are many beings through many realms, unseen realms that are messengers, that are helpers, that walk in that God goddess vibration that can be our allies. I mean, I work with these beings. We call them the enlightened masters. We call them the brotherhood and the sisterhood of light. Um, our brother and sisters through the star nations, um, the, the many archangels and angels, we could go on and on, but there, there are so many beautiful spiritual allies, beings in the unseen world that are here to support humanity to evolve, to learn how to be co-creators. Because when we, when we are, when we choose to be a co-creator in the world, it's a massive game changer. All of a sudden now you're, you're, you're standing in a place that says, hmm, what do I want my life to look like? I'm the designer, I'm the creator, I'm the composer. What will I design? What will I make? What will I manifest? As opposed to living life from the three-dimensional mundane paradigm that says life happens and you just have to roll with it or shit happens and you have to deal with it and life is a struggle and you never know what's going to be thrown at you and you better be prepared no it's like a it's an absolute game changer when you decide to um, whether it's the path of the priestess or just the sacred path then everything changes right so the difference, I don't want to say the difference, but when, when I speak of the path of the priestess, that looks, that has a very specific uh, look, look uh, to me. Um, but when I talk about the path of the sacred, it doesn't conjure up for me like um, ancient times. When I think about the priestess, I think about ancient times and the many, many lives that we may have lived, you know, um, where women came together to carry ancient wisdom forward for the generations to come and to embody that wisdom and to walk uh, with that wisdom and to share it. But when I talk about sacred relationship um, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be on a, a, the path of the priest or the priestess so to speak to me um, anyone can choose to be in sacred relationship with themselves and others and I think it would probably be more palatable everyone, men, women of any age, and even children to teach 
path of sacred relationship. Because sacred relationship is being self-responsible. It's like when we teach our children sacred relationship, we're basically saying we want to take four, four things, four qualities, and we want to do away with it. And what we're talking about is blame, shame, guilt, and regret. And if we could remove those four things from our vocabulary, from our behaviors, from our choices, um, the way that we interact with others, total game changer. We're now living a life that is so much more respectful and honoring of ourselves and of others. I think that one of the biggest struggles in getting to that place is the huge sisterhood and brotherhood wound. There's a lot out there and acknowledgement about the mother wound and all that comes with that, but there, the sisterhood wound and the brotherhood wound aren't spoken of enough. And in order to be in sacred relationship with yourself and with your sisters and brothers, we have to be able to tap into, you had said that ancient wisdom that we once used to carry, to be able to pull that forth, that living power that life force energy, that divine force that creates and manifests and activates in, in, in light and love. And I would love for you to talk about that life force energy, that Shakti energy, um, a little bit more in depth, if you would. Absolutely. Um, so the... You know, the brotherhood, the sisterhood wounds, they are very real, absolutely. And I have had many years of experience in witnessing those wounds and then um, through, you know, the path of violet alchemy, being able to support many to heal those wounds. Um, and one of the ways that we can take our power back, right, is to make choices that we say it doesn't, when we, when we, we have to like kind of forgive and let go, you know, and we have to, I'm not saying turning a blind eye and I'm not saying ignoring it, but forgiving it, you know what I mean? And, and, forgiving our brothers and forgiving our sisters and forgiving humanity. I mean, God, humanity has made so many mistakes um, against each other and against our beautiful Mother Gaia, um, Spirit of Mother Earth. Um, but what you're talking about, Shakti, Shakti is um, means power. And um, one of the things that I have been blessed with is the ability to um, build the Shakti body. 
the energy field and the energy body with this divine power. And so I do give Shaktipat. Shaktipat is a transference of energy, of power that can activate the life force, which we call the Kundalini, uh, that sits at the base of the spine and it's represented um, as the, what we call <clears throat> through the, um, well, I guess we could call it um, the serpent energy. And so when we talk about the priestesses, many priestesses were connected to this, what we call the serpent energy, the life force, the power energy that rises up. And it's, it's an actual, there's actual energy that sits like untapped energy that can sit at the base of the spine in the root chakra. And when that energy is activated, it will rise because the Kundalini is supposed to rise. But the only way that it can really rise uh, in flow is if you unblock the chakras, right? And so something like violet alchemy, like we're talking about, is is a system of healing that transmutes these blockages that sits in the chakra system. And as you uh, unblock the energetic centers and you begin to um, activate, awaken that life force energy, that serpent energy, what we're doing is we are um, awakening and strength strengthening the energy of our creator force power. And that creator source or creator force power that lives within us is the energy that can <clears throat> propel us forward. It can be the energy that we say aligns our egoic will with divine will so that we then start calling in our angels and our guides and we start um, awakening to our higher self connection, which is more of our sacred connection to the divine or our higher selves, our higher nature. Um, and when we begin to live our life, you know, with this creator energy awakened, we, it is a, and it's really the same center as our birthing center, right? It is our first and second chakra. So it's our birthing center. So what are we birthing? We're not only rebirthing ourselves, but we're, re, we're rebirthing ourselves, or we are rebirthing ourselves, and we are re, um, we're, we're bringing in um, a, new, a new timeline, you know? To me, I really believe that ascension also known as fifth dimensional consciousness or crystalline consciousness is the birthing of Christ consciousness, right? We talk about Christ consciousness. And so the second coming of the Christ is the birthing of humanity's birthing of their crystalline consciousness. When we can begin to um, align our will with the greater will, our greater will of our higher selves, um, where we're no longer operating from fear, but we're operating from love. So the, the activating of this power uh, is 
is not the first step, we'll say. My belief is that we, we need to awaken and we awaken with the light. The light illuminates us. We get to see what's going on, where we're at. We begin to come in acceptance of where things are. And we are like, yeah, oh my God, I had an aha moment. Oh my God, I, I, I want to make a change. And I, can, I, I just got a, a vision of something, right? And then from that place, we then begin to birth our energy of divine love. And divine love allows us to have compassion for ourselves and for where we are. You know, first we have to accept that we're in this place that we don't necessarily want to be in, or maybe we feel guilty or bad about the choices we've made, but we have to have compassion for ourselves if we want to heal, right? And um, that birthing of our divine love ushers in that divine healing because we can only heal through the power of love. Love is what heals us. Love is uh, that divine energy that brings back things back into union and brings things back into oneness. So we're, wherever we feel broken, wherever we feel fragmented, separated, it is love that returns us to the oneness and the wholeness, right? So now that we've been illuminated and now that we've healed, now then we can begin to activate more of our Shakti or power to uh, propel ourselves forward in a, in a right way, in a divinely aligned way. Um, I think that's, I think that's important that we know that we are of love, we are of light, we are of love and we are of power. And this is the Holy Trinity. You're amazing. Thank you so much for everything that you're offering with so much love. You're speaking of love, but you're just so filled and surrounded and you ooze, you ooze and emanate love. I, I go silent because I'm just... Thank you. <laughs> in such appreciation, I'm sitting here bathing in it. I feel so selfish, <laughs> but, I, but I, I feel so grateful and I think, and that's okay. That's, that's the whole purpose of this, to bring that to the, the center, to bring that out, to allow yourself to feel that love and that self-nurture and to feel into that safe space of light in who we truly divinely are. And I'm just so grateful for this conversation. Um, aho. Amen. Aho. Aho. Um, you know, I wanted to say that, um, you know, each one of us uh, on a path, you know, no matter where we are on our path, if we're just awakening, if we've never heard of the word chakra, if we've never heard of the word divine frequency or love or transmutation, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it, we first must accept that we are where we are and be okay with it and but the choice to create change in one's life is a gift that you give to yourself to even give yourself the gift of waking up and saying i love you to someone or to yourself you know and um saying i love you as much as you can to 
just saying it and 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 vibrating in it and this is a journey that i've you know very very consciously been on since 2007 2007 is when i um i entered the divine mother mystery school um with um a woman named Kuala Sri Ama Phoenix, who has been a mentor and teacher of mine um, for many years. And I did this year-long sacred mystery school to become a Divine Mother channel and to learn what divine love was and what Shakti was. And, um, and I believe that, you know, um, you know, listening to you saying that you're just bathing in this energy, well, that's what it's here for, you know? It's here for you to bathe in. And it's not all me, obviously. I'm just the vessel. Um, and the more that you can, or that we can be around the energy or the vibration of love, the safer we're gonna be, right? And so right now we are living in this world where, um, Everything is about fear. And it's hard to keep our balance. It's hard to keep ourselves enthusiastic and happy when the collective energy around us is of fear. And I really was thinking about this, like what, what can I do? What can, how can I, how can I make a change or make a difference? And one of the things that I did is that I was talking to a friend and uh, we were talking about social media and how I put my work out in the world. And he said, he said, you need to join TikTok. And I was like, what? TikTok? And he was like, yes, yes, you, you need to do this. You could reach so many people. It'll be amazing. And, uh, and at first I was like, well, what can I actually do in a minute? Like, you know, like, I don't know, I can do it. The truth of it, since I joined on February 20th, I've done these one minute transmissions of sound and light and Shakti and love. Whatever I feel like doing on a particular day, whatever a spirit tells me to do. And within three weeks, uh, let's see, it's been a little over three, yeah. Uh, a little over three, three weeks, three and a half weeks. I have close to 20,000 people following me receiving these one minute trans transmissions and been getting thousands and thousands of thank yous. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because, you know, your audience is going to be like, okay, well, what can we do? Like, how can, you know, how can I begin to shift? And, you know, for me, one of the things that has been so important in my life is chanting, singing. Um, I've been chanting and singing for, oh God, since I was a kid. I mean, I've been a singer since I was a kid, but probably I got introduced to uh, sacred chanting like when I was in my 20s. And so the power of sound, you know, I became a sound healer. Uh, in uh, 2005, I became a certified sound healer. And so sound, the vocal alchemy and sound, I believe sound is the quickest way to enter someone's energy field and shift the energy. And same thing as a, if you sing or if you tone, if you just sing at the top of your lungs in the shower or in the car or a great song comes on and you just listen to that song, it can, it can change your vibration because that is the power of sound. And so one of the things that I just would like to recommend to everybody is 
Find your sacred music. Find your voice. Listen, play music, make music. Um, and, and if you want, you can listen to my transmissions, you know, on TikTok. But, but sound is a really potent way. Music and dance, you know, they say that dancing and, and singing are two of the most um, profound ways to prevent, prevent anti-aging. And there's actually proof of this on a biological level. You know, uh, they talk about the telomeres on your DNA and that they get longer, which is anti-aging, the more that you, you chant and you dance. Isn't that fascinating? so fascinating and you know what I love that I love to sing and dance and I have found the fountain of youth and I'm going to continue singing and dancing oh my goodness yeah to be able to cultivate such a deep sense of profound love and purpose and spirit to, fi to find that spirit and to be able to walk the path that is towards your highest evolution, to walk that path towards your greatest truth and be able to offer that to others. And I have to tell you that I love that you, you went to TikTok because that is a channel, no pun intended, but it is a channel, it is a pathway where your message and your work and your love and your transmissions and everything that is you and all that is, that is supposed to be out there, is reaching, quite frankly, a very, very, very important um, group of people. You know, I, we were talking earlier about the younger ones and all of the things that that are, you know, going their way and being put in front of their faces, all of our faces, but especially the younger generations. And TikTok is one of those huge platforms. And so to know that you are spreading that love and light and wisdom on there, and I know that it's reaching people like my daughter and or my daughters and my sons, um, makes me feel really good that, that you and amazing beings like you are there to be that light within that channel. So thank well, you. Who knew? Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. And you know, it, who knew it would be so popular? You know, I had no idea, but I've had two, at least two of them totally went viral. I have one, one, one minute transmission where I'm transmitting Shakti. And because it's so, um, I think act animated, you know, that particular one is very animated because there's a lot of power and light language just flying out in all directions. It's literally been seen by like 305, 305,000 people have liked it. And that's re like just ridiculous numbers. I can't even imagine, but it is, it's the young people because they are so ready for the mentors. They're so ready for somebody to say, hey, did you think about this? And the thing that's so cool about that, you know, I think about all these young people that have been that have been writing to me every day. Um, there, everybody is saying, I felt it. I feel tingling. I'm having vibrations in my body that made me cry. 
um, how come I feel like my, you know, um, I went into a, um, my heart started beating so fast. And that's pretty amazing that through, through social media, because the intention, the divine intention is to reach through the unified field to anyone who needs it. And um, to know that that many young people are just, I feel like I'm planting seeds, you know, and giving them hope that there's something else out there that they can, that they can look toward, you know? So. Well, anyway. those are the seeds, those are the seeds that we want to plant, seeds of love. Seeds Amen. of love. Um, so, Amaji, thank you. I, I want to let everybody know I know we just talked about TikTok. I want to let everyone know that if they are ready to navigate their inner landscape, I want them to know all of the ways in which they can find you and contact you. So if you would honor us and let us know, let my listeners know, if you can tell us where you are on your social media platforms and how to reach you, that would be great. Okay, so on TikTok, I'm known as at Violet Alchemist, which is one word at Violet Alchemist and under on Instagram and Facebook um, it's Amaji and it's spelled A-M-A-Z-J-H-I Amazing Joy High A-M-A-Z-J for Joy H-I and uh, let's see what else and that's also my website Amaji.com you can find me and there's some videos where you can learn a little bit more about violet alchemy and about purification and about sound healing. I have some short videos. And uh, even on Instagram, I in my story in real, I do post some of the one minute transmissions. But if you're on TikTok, that's every day I'm posting something on there, mostly transmissions and occasionally a question or two. Um, and I will be um, starting a a new mystery school um, on April 22nd, and it's not that far. And it's called the Alchemy of Divine Union, and it's 13 weeks. And it's every Thursday night from seven to nine Eastern Standard Time. And that's so exciting. Yeah, this time, April? April 22nd, I believe, which is a Thursday. I believe it's the 22nd. Uh, I just literally spirit just gave it gave me the name of the of the training and what day I needed to start um, because I'm going to be writing a book and I was like okay I know I have to write a book I've been getting the pulse to write a book and I really didn't know I thought I was going to write a book um, on divine divorce that's what the name of the book and I still might write that book called the divine divine divorce. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But um, anyway, uh, I was this woman who I met who is kind of like my agent muse. She, when I started telling her my story and all the experiences that I've had in my life, the spiritual experience, she's like, Amaji, you, you can't write a book about that. That comes later. She said, you're giving them a cup of water. You're the whole ocean. You have to give them the ocean. <laughs> and I started to laugh. And I was like, okay, well, I don't, I don't even know how to go about like writing my story as a novel or, and she's like, no, 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 this is how we're going to do it. 
And we, the more that we talked, we started refining what the new work that's coming through and the new work since I started um, after Violet Alchemy, I started teaching much more about Shakti. So I had the Shakti empowerments and I was doing um, Celestial Tantra, and um, which is the union of the starry, the star seed, you know, the starry body and the, and the, the human form. And so the alchemy of divine union is kind of like the, I don't know, I guess it's the, it's the culmination of all of the work, yet it comes from this perspective of, you know, the high priestess, sacred ceremonialist, uh, mother channel. How did I get here? And what, what have I learned over the years? And so there'll be different pillars and each week will be a different pillar um, that we will, um, I will share about and talk about, and then we'll do channelings on it, and then we'll do activations and all kinds of energetic exchange that happens in a mystery school. And yeah, so I, I'm looking for about 15 people that might be interested in doing this journey. It's not a for be, it's not for beginners, though. I have to say, it is. You're, you would have to be able to um, go into a, a meditation, know what it's like to go into a deep meditation, and perhaps have had some experiences with energy healing um, already so that your vessel is clear, so that you can really receive the depth of the work. So I, I, I probably would have an application process, but anybody who's like, you know, studied, um, any kind of energy healing or psychology or Reiki or IET or quantum healing, those, you know, people like that or who are awake, who know themselves as starseed or who know themselves as a priestess. I don't have to convince anybody, you know, these are the kind of people that um, I want to gather to be able to uh, anchor in this new body of work, which I'm very excited about. That sounds amazing. I'm very excited for it too. And I'm sure as you get a little bit closer, you'll be posting a little bit about it. That way, if you do have the application process, people can fill that out and find it there. And I, I'm i very excited for what's to come for you. Every time I connect to you, with you, I look at your work, I do your work, there's just, you're this beautiful, infinite source of wisdom. So thank you for participating and being here this 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 lifetime around for me anyway <laughs> what a pleasure what a pleasure no i love you you know that and i i love that you invited me onto this forum to just share and to speak and have these sacred conversations because they are essential yes. for this time it's so essential that we speak about these things and teach each other and show each other and share and reflect and raise each other's vibration yeah, so thank you for holding this and hosting it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. It was my pleasure and my honor. So with that, everyone, um, Amaji, thank you again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of After Dark with Jay and the Real. It really does get real in here with these sacred conversational explorations. So again, if you feel that deep stirring inside of you, if you feel that energy within your body, if you feel that your vibration and frequency need to be recalibrated, please reach out to me if you don't have this information and find Amaji. She is a light in this world. So thank you again for joining us and tune in next week and we will chat then.
have a good night. Thank you.